Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. But the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local, and not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting from the Kia Studios. It's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Thursday evening. Let me ask you, Dylan, has, has this been the first Thursday that we've worked since before the start of the NFL season? It has to be. So I mean, literally months. Yeah. Like, at least, like, what, four months? I guess end of August or early yeah. September. Yep. I mean, that's the that's the last time. I mean, the you know, certainly the, the – well, listen, the Thursday night game is the opening night in the NFL, so we wouldn't have worked that night. So nope. probably like the end of August since we worked on a Thursday. Wow. So, anyway, crazy, uh, crazy stuff here. Uh, we ask you to download the Odyssey app. We know you're not in the car as much. Put the Odyssey app on one of your devices today. Take the Coleco, take the Ring doorbell, take your Nikon camera, whatever your device is, just download it on something to be able to catch us when you are on the go. Social media is at 19 on the game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, the best way to be a part of the show, follow us on our personal Twitter pages. I am at JMCH316. That, of course, your water cooler talking points three to six months in advance of anybody else that is out there. On the other side of the glass, as I referenced, Dylon is in the house. At Dylon. underscore Dylan Matthews. Dylon. Dylon, Dylon, and Dylon. That's how many Thursdays ago it was. Um, so, anyway, um, lots to get into here as um, – we, uh, as we say, uh, as we steal a phrase from Jr. Uh, busier and a fruit merchant. Um, you know, we had um, Dylan. We had some good news and we had some disappointing news right at the start. So I'll take the disappointing news first. All right. So the disappointing news is we were actually supposed to have Austin Theory on the show tonight, WWE superstar. And there was a miscommunication. We got kind of our wires crossed up. He did call into the station, but um, I wasn't here just because we didn't get confirmation that he was actually calling in or anything like that in advance of the the Royal Rumble. Now, I wanted to really talk to Austin Theory because he's from McDonough, Georgia. 
Uh, he, he went to McDonough High School, and I did some wrestling shows down there. So he's from the Atlanta area, McDonough, and um, was really looking forward to talking to him. He's one of the young up-and-coming superstars of uh, the WWE, and he's the United States champion and all that. So uh, we missed the boat uh, on all of that. But the the good news, the, the flip side of that coin is, so one of the things after my stroke was they had recommended me for uh, outpatient speech therapy. And they told me when I was in the hospital that, look, this would be a few weeks, you know, that before I could get in to see somebody. They just they don't have enough therapists to to handle the load of everything. So uh, finally got my first and, and I was waiting to come back to work until I had my first session of speech therapy. Like I just I wanted to get that under my belt and just feel confident uh, in everything like that before I, I got back on air or you know, really anything, just before I, I ventured into all of this. So uh, so had an appointment last week, and then they called me a couple of days ago and said, hey, you know, the insurance all went through and everything like that. Can you do Wednesday at 1.30? And so I went yesterday and did a speech therapy session, again, my second one, and the therapist was like, you know, in all honesty, uh, they put me through several tests, like writing memory, uh, memory recall, fluency, like different, all kinds of like different written and, and just tests to like, like I had to memorize uh, some, you know, fake person's name, address and city and town and all that and state and all that kind of stuff. Like, so I had to, I had to memorize all that. So they put me through all these tests and, you know, in all honesty, the, the speech therapist said that unless I have a setback or unless I feel like I really need it. They didn't really see a need for me to take more speech therapy, so they discharged me from uh, all of that. So, so we wanted to get all of that under our belt before uh, we got back into radio and, you know, had this adventure. And uh, I've been doing my podcast for the last couple of weeks and stuff like that. So feeling strong, feeling confident, you know, we'll we'll probably stumble and bumble and fumble along the way here over – these next four hours uh, with you, but, uh, you know, we'll see how it uh, all goes. So, all right, uh, a couple things to get into here. Uh, certainly a much-needed win for the Atlanta Hawks, and I think that, am I right on this? The Hawks have won six of their last eight road games. I think that's, I think that's what the stat is, six of their last eight road games. Um, look, it was an adventure. I, I tweeted out last night, the score was 77 77-77 at the half. You score 77 points and you're only in a tie game, something's going wrong on, on you know, on, on whether it's the offensive side, defense, whatever it is. You score 77 points and a half and you're tied, that, that's not really a, a big confidence booster. But 137-132, can I tell you that this team is a really good offensive team when they have everybody on the court, when they have their starting lineup intact, and look, Bogey started last night. Um, you know, um, DeAndre Hunter was out last night, but Collins, Capella, Young, uh, Hunter, Bogey, when they have their regular starting lineup in, they're a good offensive team. Now, the perimeter defense leaves a, a lot to be desired, you know, and I was looking back over. You know, they've had a lot of high 30s, low 40s quarters 
that they've given up defensively over the last handful of weeks here. You know, they've they've obviously been able to win, you know, a handful of games here and at least get themselves back above, you know, their a game above 500 right now. Um, and, and actually, you know, all things considered, they're only 12 and 14 on the road. So, you know, winning six of eight, you know, that's that's improved the road record. And, you know, they're still sitting in the eighth position, but, you know, they get ready for this West Coast road trip that that comes up here. I believe it's next week, right? I, I believe it's uh, starting Monday when – when they're in Portland, but you've got the you've got the Clippers on uh, Saturday, and then you start to head out west, and it's Phoenix and Portland and Utah, and you know a bunch of Western Conference teams. It's not because they're even in New Orleans uh, through all of this stuff, but they are a good offensive team. But boy, they're a defensively challenged team. And oh yeah, um, what happened at the end of the game? Oh. Oh, DeJounte Murray with a block on SGA, and then he hit two free throws to seal the victory. I'm telling you, you know, I said this on Friday night. I do believe it, that DeJounte Murray is the MVP of this club. And here's what it is. He's not the best player, okay? He's not the most electric scorer. And he, that's all Trey Young, right? But DeJounte Murray makes more winning basketball plays than anybody on this team. It's a steal or a late block or a free throw or, you know, even Friday night when we were on. You know, he kept them in that game in the second and fourth quarter with his offensive playmaking ability. You know, he was deadly from, you know, the the middle of the basket in the, you know, right around the, you know, inside and outside the free throw line, you know, anywhere from like about a 14 to 17 foot range. You know, he can play offense. He can play defense. He just has so many winning basketball plays in him. And I continue to say it that they would not, they would not be even in the position that they are. They, they have won a lot of games last uh, uh, this year that they would have lost last year. And, and that's because of DeJounte Murray. You know, when when they can't come up with a steal or a block or a rebound or some point, he's been there to deliver for this team. And so, you know, I've said, I said it the other night, I, I firmly believe it, that DeJounte Murray is the MVP of this club. He's not the best player. That's all Trey Young. And we'll talk about Trey Young here in just a, a little bit, but um, but that was a that was a needed win. That was a game that could have gotten away from the Atlanta Hawks last night. But, you know, you look at holding Tre- or holding uh, Luka Doncic uh, to a one for nine in the last nine minutes of the game. There's just all of these winning plays that he makes throughout the course of a game. You know, it's not that he lights it up. And Trey, Trey played really well last night. He was three of six from, from three, 10 for 20 from the field, 10 for 11 from the free throw line. He led the Hawks with 33 points and 11 assists. But, Here's the interesting thing. Here's an interesting thing to look at, okay? Uh, Trey Young played 35 minutes last night. DeJounte Murray played 38 minutes last night. Trey Young was a minus 11 on the floor last night. DeJounte Murray was a minus one. Now, look, when you have your two stars on the court, 
and I'll lump Murray into that kind of star category because when he gets to be a free agent, and that's, you know, not this year, but at the end of next year, when he gets to be a free agent, whether it's the Hawks or whatever, there's going to be a real demand. And we'll talk to our buddy Kurt Heelan about uh, this um, from NBC Sports, lead NBA writer for NBCSports.com. There's going to be a real market for DeJounte Murray because he's one of the better two-way players in the NBA. He's certainly a top-level two-way guard in the NBA. There's going to be a heavy marketplace for him. I wonder if I wonder if the Hawks will pay him. I wonder if he's content with being in Atlanta because you know Trey obviously recruited him very heavily. You know, I I wonder about what the future is because I don't think that you gave up too much for DeJounte Murray, but if you don't have Murray and you don't have your draft picks, then it gets to be a little bit dicier because, to be honest with you, none of those three draft picks would have been better than what DeJounte Murray is. Sorry. And even given the history of, uh, you know, the way the Hawks have drafted, you know, look, Collins is a nice player, but I don't think Collins is as good a player, you know, especially on on a two-way basis as what DeJounte Murray is. Trey Young's at that level, but DeAndre Hunter's not. Was Cam Reddish? Oh, no, he wasn't. Oh, okay. All right. So, and look, A.J. Griffin is a nice player. He ain't DeJounte Murray. So, good win for the Hawks last night. We'll talk about Trey Young here in uh, just a few minutes. Uh, Very quickly, too. uh, By the way, we'll talk to our buddy Eric Edholm from Yahoo Sports, NFL writer. uh, Also covers the draft for Yahoo Sports. Uh, So, we'll talk to him at 740. Uh, Kurt will be up at uh, 820. Um. You see that Frank Reich was named the head coach for the Carolina Panthers. So Steve Wilkes did not get the job, and we'll cover more of that story coming up in the NFL Squib Kick uh, a little bit later on in the show because his attorney that's representing him in the Brian Flores case was not very happy with with all of that and, and threw out some things. But I thought Steve Wilkes had done enough to get that job in Carolina, and they – kind of rallied, and the fact that, you know, who was it, P.J. Tucker? Or what What, what was the guy's name? P.J. PJ, PJ Walker, whatever, you know? I told you, I'm brain dead, so um, P.J. Tucker, the NBA player, right? All right, so whatever, P.J., P.J.'s, you know, sleepwear, whatever it is. So uh, I thought he did enough to get that job, but um, um, evidently not, and, you know, Tepper's kind of a kook anyway, so... Um, you know, he went a, a different direction. And by the way, too, we've got Atlanta United coming up on Saturday as uh, they are uh, up in Chattanooga to take on Chattanooga FC. What What is Chattanooga FC? Are, are they like one of these academy leagues or academy teams and stuff like that? I believe so, but to be completely honest, I am not 1,000% well, sure. Well, you're the Atlanta United guy. Well, I, I'm the just the producer. I don't know, you know. I'm not uh, Jason Longshore or Mike, Mike Kenny. Well. At least you're still producing this show. Anyway, all right, when we get back, we're going to open up the phone lines because I'm going to ask you the question. Is Trey Young as as bulletproof as he once was? A couple of years ago, there was no back talk to what Trey Young was. Is he as bulletproof as he was just even a couple of years ago? We'll open up the phone lines at 404-741-0929. Dylan is back there answering the phones. 
Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 929 The Game, Odyssey.com app. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We've heard so much about you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, back with you, John Chuckery Show, hanging out at Kia Studios Thursday night with you. 404-741-0929, that is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. It's also our phone line. We're opening up the phones to you here in this segment as uh, we talk about Trey Young and, uh, you know, is he as bulletproof as he once was, just even maybe a couple of years ago? Uh, very quickly here to uh, Odyssey Upside Catch on the Go, social media night on the game at James 316 at Dylan uh, or underscore Dylan Matthews. Um, the Eastern Conference starters have been named for the All Star game. Giannis is the captain. Uh, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, and Kyrie are the other guys. So uh, that's your starting lineup for the. Did you hear how they are going to pick the teams this oh, season? Oh, God. D- so- didn't they have. LeBron and Durant picking the teams like they were on they were on like the TNT yes. show last year, right? Yes, but they're doing it different this year, Okay. Chuck. So this year they are actually not picking the teams until the actual game. So like I don't know how long before huh? the game, but they're not going to pick the teams until the night of the game. Kind of like you know, have you ever played a pickup pick basketball game and uh, it's like a group of ten guys? Okay, and so they're picking on, teams and like I got him, and the next person I right. got him. They're doing it like that. So, so the Sunday of the All Star game, yes, like they're going to yes, whatever, I don't know an hour or two before the game starts, they're going to pick. Yep, just like it a, is. just like a pickup game, they're gonna they're gonna pick teams like that. So th- they have to know all of the guys that are reserves or whatever like that. Correct. Okay. Okay. Well, so the reserves will probably be announced next week, and yeah. then the the day of the the moments before the All Star game. I don't I don't know the details of how they how they're going to broadcast right. so, or whatever, but yeah. So I thought I was brain dead, but um, obviously, <laughs> you know, the NBA takes it to another level. So w- w- why do they have to get so gimmicky? Like everything. Like everything is doink the clown, fake razor, TL hopper. Everything's a gimmick. Like everything's a gimmick in the world today. Like everything is the goon and the repo man, fake diesel. Like it's ridiculous. 
Good Lord. Man. Next time y'all say I'm brain dead, man, the NBA takes it to a whole nother level. So, oy vey. <sighs> All right, 404-741-0929. That's the phone line. Is Trey Young as bulletproof as he once was? We'll get to your calls here in just a second. But, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really understand why that there is blowback against Trey. I don't know if it's the comments that he made last year about the regular season not being important, um, if it's the lack of success over last year and this year. But it definitely feels like the the mood has started to shift from Trey Young some. Now, I'm not saying everybody's off the bandwagon of Trey Young and, and all those kinds of things, but I definitely don't think – like a couple of years ago, he was bulletproof. He was. He could do no wrong a couple of years ago when they made that Eastern Conference Finals run, and he could do no wrong at that point. Even his flaws were overlooked in things. Now, though, it starts to be it starts to be a, a, a scenario where, you know, now people are pointing out his warts and flaws and and different things like that and questioning his leadership. You know, is he the leader of this team? You know, just because he makes the most money doesn't mean he's not, you know, he's he can he's not necessarily the leader of this team. Like he may he may be the leader behind the scenes, but he may not be. Just because you get paid the most money doesn't mean you're always a leader. But it definitely feels like the pendulum has kind of shifted a little bit. Not saying it's gone one way really, you know, in a in a hardcore direction one way or the other, but it just seems like that he's not as bulletproof as he once was. So 404-741-0929. That's the phone line. Let's start with Tony out in Norcross. What's going on, Tony? All right. How you doing, Chuck Reed? Appreciate you. Thanks, man. man. Uh, Yeah, I just want to say, man, I I just feel like Trey get a lot of bad, just a lot of bad media coverage. Just a lot of people here just don't appreciate Trey for the things he's done, man. I mean, since Dominique, he's the best player we had. And, you know, what he did in the ECF a few years ago, you know, he, he was on our way to a championship, and that man was leading us until the NBA rigged it. So the way I see it, I don't think he deserved what he get. Night, every night, he, he's bringing it, you know. I mean, he may make a few mistakes, but he's going to get 25 to 30 points every night. And you tell him, you look around the league, that's what you need on your team. Every team, have that, every team that's pretty good have that one player. It's just who the Hawks surrounding Trey Young with at this point. They don't have a dog in them. Trey Young to me is a dog. They just don't have another dog on that team. DeJounte Murray is, is, is the type of player that can that can be a dog. But when you look at guys like Collins and Hunter and I mean Capella, he's good. But Collins and Hunter to me just are not the type of players that can get a team to the next level. Trey Young needs two more players, another player that can get that team to a championship at this point. That's what I believe. And I just think he gets a bad rap, Chucker. Yep, and, and appreciate it. And, look, here's the reality of it. They've paid those guys like they're players that can get you the – what did Hunter get, $23 million a year? Collins is $25 million a year. So they're not max players, but they eat up a lot of your cap space. And if you're not willing to go in the luxury tax and 
Tony Ressler, you know, hasn't outright said it, but his actions belie the fact that they have not been willing to get into the luxury tax, and they're straddling that line right up to it. But they've paid those guys like they're, you know, pieces that can that you know, that can be a part of a championship caliber team. Uh, let's go to David out in Carrollton. What's going on, David? Hey, John. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. So, as far as Craig goes, I don't think he lives up to the expectations that he set the first couple of years that he was with the Hawks. I mean, he came out like gangbusters. He's the star of the team. He's the highest-paid player. I just don't think he's quite living up to the expectations that he personally set early in his career. Um, but that being said, on a personal note, John, buddy, I'm so glad to hear you back on the radio. Um, a few years ago, I suffered a stroke myself. Uh, thank God, no lasting effects. So God bless you, buddy. Love you. I'm so glad to hear you back on the radio. Well, I appreciate that, David. And uh, listen, take care of yourself. I mean, you know, listen, uh, you, you've only got one life in this thing, and uh, and your health is the most important thing. Like I said, though, Dylan, you know, I, I at this point, only the good die young. I, I've had a widow make a heart attack and a stroke and just, you know, I've done everything about uh, I, I possibly can, and uh, you know I'm just hanging tough uh, through all of it. So, uh, but you know, good to be back uh, uh, here on the radio. All right, let's get uh, Andrew out in Hiram. What's going on, Andrew? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, buddy. Appreciate you having me. On. Yeah, man. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, yeah, bud. So, uh, Trey, he's got the skill. I think the whole team's got the skill, but I think the problem is, is his game hasn't really matured. I mean, and we traded him off for Luca, and if you get, if you look at Trey's best year, which is 2020, the stats compared to this year, I mean, Luca's just blowing him away. So I think it's just like they were kind of expecting a little more from him. And the whole problem with the team is basically consistency. I mean, the skill is there. It's just being consistent. Yeah, and, and listen, I, I don't I don't disagree with that because, you know, whether it's maturity or whatever, you know, now look, he was never going to be a, a good defensive player. I mean, he's a defensive liability. But that's why you all told me you didn't want Donovan Mitchell here, you know, to to play beside Trey because, you know, just two undersized guards and things like that. And I, I do think that there is something to that, you know. I, I And, again, I'm not blaming Trey for all of the, the ills and the woes of the Hawks. They can't stay healthy. They don't have enough complimentary pieces. I don't know how good their coach is. I mean, you know, and, and we'll talk to Kurt Heelan. I mean, you know, we talked about Nate McMillan. I mean, you know – would Nate McMillan get another job af- after this? You know, if Nate McMillan is truly leaving after the end of this year, I don't know that he's going to be a head coach one year later. You know, he'll probably be on somebody's bench and then maybe work his way into another head coaching job. But I don't know if there's a big demand for Nate McMillan out there. All right, let's uh, let's grab uh, T in Southwest Atlanta. What's going on, T? Yeah, Chuggery. Um, yeah, people can say, you know, younger coach kill all they want. They can say that, but look at the plays. Look at the adjustments. You know, it's not no in-game adjustments. Look at how we played Charlotte. 
you know, you had him taking the ball out with a seven-footer guarding him. That was one bonehead move. Then you take Griffin out and you put Johnson in. That was another bonehead move. It's just the the, the in-game plays that they, they – the, the, I don't understand, you know, the, what the coach is doing and everything. So people can say he'll coach kill all they want. Um, when next year comes, we're going to be talking about him going to another team if we don't, you know, do something now. So, so um, that's all I got to say. Appreciate it. Uh, let's grab James uh, real quick here in Kennesaw. What's going on, James? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, bud. Um, so it's pretty simple. He doesn't really seem like he's bulletproof right now because they're not winning like they're supposed to. He's He's the leader of the team. They're not performing like they're supposed to. So – Everybody looks to him and, and sees like you know sees it like that. Um, when they were coming up and doing well, everybody loved him because he was the leader and they were performing better than expected. And now they're not doing that great, and he's the leader, so everybody's looking at him as maybe not necessarily the problem, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, listen, I, they they have certainly regressed as a franchise, and for whatever reasons, I mean. Look, Nate McMillan was the the hot commodity when he's leading this team to the Eastern Conference Finals, and, you know, everything was kumbaya. And, you know, look, when you have that kind of success, and maybe it came too quickly for everybody. Maybe maybe they weren't really, you know, a franchise that was as in good a shape as what we thought that they were, but they paid all their guys to keep them here. So let's grab uh, Chip uh, in Griffin here before we get to break. What's going on, Chip? Oh, not a whole lot, man. Welcome back. Welcome back, my man. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate hey, it, man. Look look here, man. Uh, I'm tired of this city killing our first-round picks that we get. We get develop, we, de- we develop these players. We pay them this money. We get them where they need to be, and then everybody ready to ship them off. Trey is a solid ball player, full leader, and there's a lot else going on internally with that organization right now. I don't know what it is. Trey Ben's balling out. Now that they're having a bad year or whatnot, everybody ready to get him off, ship him off. We don't pay this guy and don't develop him. And now he's going to go somewhere and win a championship. Man, let's keep our players in Atlanta, keep them coached up. And I think if we just be a little bit more patient, the city of Atlanta will one day start winning some championships. I'm tired of getting rid of our our first-round picks all together. Enjoy your show, brother. Yep, appreciate it, man. Yeah, and look, I, I don't think I don't think personally Trey is going anywhere. Um, you didn't sign him to a Supermax deal to just ship him off, you know. Now, again, I, I will say that some of your other pieces, like the John Collins contract is a real hindrance from moving, from moving on from him. It is. I mean, if you – you know, general managers are just not – Picking up the phone to, you know, take John Collins off your hands. He's a good player, but I don't know, you know, in retrospect, and, you know, we we had the, you know, the Eastern Conference Finals run. I don't know in retrospect that it was, you know, as good of an idea to, to pay Collins that kind of money. So, anyway, good win last night for the Hawks, though. We'll see if they can, uh, you know, string together a couple of wins in a row on Saturday. When we get back, Yahoo NFL writer Eric Edholm will join us. We'll talk a little bit about the conference championship games and some draft with him as well. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92 on the game, Odyssey.com app.
Back to more John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Thursday evening. 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. We'll get back into this Trey Young conversation a little bit later on in the show. Odyssey app site catch on the go. Social media at 910 on the game. At JMCH316 on my Twitter page. He is at underscore Dylan Matthews. Well, we got conference championship games. We got the Senior Bowl uh, next week. We got Combine through the spring. We got a lot going on here just even not just uh, with the as the regular or I guess the the football part of the season wraps up all the off season stuff which is really just as fun to get into let's uh, head out to the waitfor.com hotline let's talk to our buddy Eric Edholm he is at uh, at Eric underscore Edholm of course covers the NFL NFL draft Eric buddy as always man uh, appreciate catching up with you here in Atlanta for a few minutes yeah good to be on and uh, what, what do you think of these games you know, I I think the two teams that lead the NFL in sacks are going to end up winning this thing, and that's the Eagles and the Chiefs. And, you know, I, yeah. I, I always say, you know, maybe defense doesn't win championships anymore, but, boy, Eric, if you can't sack the quarterback in today's league, it really holds you back from being, you know, a, a playoff caliber team or a team that can make any kind of real – deep run in the playoffs there's like a little hidden unspoken falcons thing going on in this isn't there <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> kind of alluding to the fact that they had you know fewer sacks the last three years combined than the eagles had this season that's a stat how about that right yeah 68 sacks for philly and and brock purdy he's been a great story i mean he's played unbelievably well you know he's probably changed how the 49ers are going to look at their quarterback position going forward in one way or another, but dealing with that pass rush is going to be a problem. I think, I mean, at least, you know, part of the game and he's had two slow first halves where, you know, the, the, they've, the defense has kind of held serve and they've been able to get things done in the second half. And on the other game, as you mentioned, I mean, look, I, the chiefs do get after it. They'll, they'll sell out for some sacks. They're willing to, to give up some plays at times. Um, and when they've sat back in zone against the Bengals, it hasn't really worked out that well. So yeah. And, and remember as, as well as the, the Bengals offensive line played last week, and we can't gloss that over. They were tremendous with three backups in there. You know, it, it's not guaranteed to work just as well this week. I mean, that, that could be an issue that comes up. So I think you're on to something there. You know, the funny thing too, Eric, is, you know, we, we heard for so long that, you know, well, um, the Buffalo Bills kryptonite is Pat Mahomes. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs kryptonite is Joe Burrow. I mean, so it's it's kind of a reversal yeah. of roles uh, in this. I think it's, what, three straight games that the, that the Bengals have beaten uh, the Chiefs. And, look, w- when you have that kind of quarterback and that kind of wide receiver, it never feels like you're out of a game, does it? I mean, you, you can just when, – when you need a big play – and you have Chase and Burrow, it feels like you can always be in a game or you're just one play away from turning things around. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I think there's a case to be made that, you know, the Bengals' skill position players are better than what the Chiefs have. Nothing against – I mean, I think Travis Kelsey's the best – maybe the best tight end ever. But, 
uh, you know, you just look up and down the board with Chase and Higgins and, you know, they've been able to get stuff out of guys like Trenton Irwin lately and, 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 you know, Hayden Hurst. And, and so, you know, it's, it's been fascinating. Joe Mixon's running as well as he has. And they, you know, they ran the football great last week. So there's, there's so many problems that that offense presents for you and Burrow, you know, you could argue he's the MVP runner up or something to, to Mahomes. Some people may say he should win it. Right. So it's, it's a whole host of issues that that offense presents, assuming the offensive line holds up. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's worth pointing out that, you know, they, the chiefs have had a lead, I believe in the second half of each of those three games, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think that's the case. And Burroughs led him back and, and he's had the better of the, that's why, you know, Mike Hilton felt comfortable calling it Burrowhead stadium. Right. I mean, that's the bold statement. He's only won there once that I can remember, but Still, I mean, he'll go in there with a lot of confidence and for good reason. Eric Ed Holm joining us on the WaitFor.com hotline covers the NFL and NFL draft. You know, what's interesting, Eric, is just where all of these quarterbacks have come from and, and their draft status. I mean, we have Mr. Irrelevant. We have the number one overall pick. And then, you know, we have a top yeah. 10 pick and we have a second round pick. <clears throat> it It really does feel like that – as as important as quarterback is, and I still think it's obviously the most important position on the field, but you have to get your line of scrimmage right. And I've and I've talked about this with the Falcons. Just you know, if you want to be the 49ers, you know they've they in the last eleven years have been to five conference championship games, and they've had three quarterbacks. Like this is not Montana and Young anymore. This is three different quarterbacks right. in eleven years. But if you don't get your lines of scrimmage right, and look last year, the um, oh gosh, who's the center out of Tennessee that that the Chiefs drafted? Um, uh, oh gosh, yeah, Creed Humphrey. Yeah, Creed Humphrey. I mean, when you draft guys like that that come in and have big impacts for you, you can you can get away with a lot of other things without maybe necessarily having you know the number one quarterback in the draft or whatever like that. You just it feels like more and more as time goes on, you have to get your lines of scrimmage right. Besides just, you know, you can you can find quarterbacks, but you have to get that line of scrimmage on both sides of the football, correct? Yeah. Fascinating too that like, you know, the Chiefs get blown out by the Bucks in the Super Bowl. You know, they, they draft, they go and trade for, for Orlando Brown, they they draft Humphrey in round two, they draft Trey Smith in round five. They carpet bomb the position, just like the Bengals did this off season. You know, they went out and got uh, Alex Kappa, and they went out and got uh, Lyle Collins, and and you know, and and they had already spent a first round pick on Jonas Williams, and you know, I mean, it just Jonah Williams, excuse me, um, you know, Ted Karras too. I mean, it just they they decided we we have to figure this out. We're, we're willing to commit resources to it. If you think about it, it's. 40 what two or three percent of your offense is your offensive line I mean there's always going to be five of them out there and you know if one piece of that group isn't tip top or at least you know solid then you have an exploitable weakness right there and so yeah I think that's absolutely the case and there are going to be injuries so you need your swing tackle you need your guy who can maybe play all three interior spots and then you have to have some developmental guys just in case things go wrong, right? Like the Bengals have had these this rash of injuries. And, you know, Philly late in the year, I mean, the Eagles had arguably the best offensive line one through five, probably the first, I don't know, I'm just guessing, but 13, 14 weeks of the season. 
they were great. And then all of a sudden there was some slippage and it just wasn't quite the same. And that's, you know, it, it coincided with Hertz being out and all, and, you know, they had trouble scoring points at the end of the year. So there's a definite tie in. I think most coaches agree with that. It just comes down to when you're spending the money, it's a lot more fun to spend it on a quarterback, wide receiver, a pass rusher, whatever. Cannot forget that offensive line. Eric, let me ask you about the draft. Um, you know, back all the way back in SEC media days, I saw Will Levis like up close and, and personal. And yeah. you know, I, I said he looks like Bo Callahan, the, the the phony quarterback from that draft day movie, right? Like he's got yeah. the he's got the look, he's got the dress, he's he's like if you chiseled an NFL quarterback out of granite and said this is the specimen, Will Levis is it. Where do you have him, you know, amongst the the top quarterbacks? I mean, if I ask you, you know, kind of right now, and, you know, we certainly got the Senior Bowl and things like that next week, but if I ask you about, mm-hmm. you know, the top four or five quarterbacks in this draft, where, where which direction are you going? I'll tell you what. I think there are more teams out there than people realize, and I, I realize you're asking me my opinion, but I want to start with the fact that, you know, conversations I've had around the league have, have opened my eyes a little bit. And I watched a lot of Will Evans this year, and he didn't have a great season. He was banged up, and they lost a lot of guys from last year, and their play caller went to the Rams. And, you know, the, the thing kind of fell apart a little bit. It, it was a little bit like judging Mac Jones after his rookie year versus judging Mac Jones after his second year. It didn't look as good, but there's still a good player in Levis there. And what I was, the point I was trying to make was, don't be shocked if he's the number one pick in the draft. Oh. If somebody trades up, you know, I really think that is a possibility. And it's going to, you know, it's going to, it's going to be the talking point when that storyline develops or doesn't develop for that matter. You know, I guarantee people are going to say it was, it happened with Herbert too. You know, people said, how are you taking Justin Her- Herbert in mock drafts and such over to a tongue of I love it's you just can't do it. Right. Well, now you might have a different answer, right? Yeah. I don't know. You might. You, you, some people may still love Tua, but it's going to happen if that occurs. That that debate will be there because, let's face it, again, the tape and the, the stats didn't really add up last year. But, you know, it's the same argument that we had with Josh Allen or, or any other, you know, kind of quarterback that had some warts that we had to talk ourselves through. And that's what Will is. I mean, he, he throws a beautiful ball. He's a really good strapping young athlete, like you said. Uh, I'm willing to look past the fact that he puts mayo in his coffee. I think it's disgusting, but um, he's a, he's a, he's a smart kid too. And he's tough. He showed that this year. So there's a lot to like, there's also some room for improvement. I mean, he's a better physical specimen right now than CJ Stroud or, or, or Bryce Young. There's no, you know, getting around that. So that and physical traits do matter. And I think it's going to cause him to go, not cause, but lead him to go in the top five somewhere, maybe number one if, if the Bears straight out. So, Eric, let me ask you about another Will, and that's Will Anderson. Um, you know, and I I, mm-hmm. I interviewed him uh, about, I don't know, about three months ago and just had a chance to talk to him. And, man, he is just such a, a, a good kid and well-spoken and, and everything else. Yeah. And, and, obviously, he's a destructive defensive player. But if we all, if we all agree that he's the consensus <laughs> best defensive player in the draft who kind of Mm -hmm. falls into that like two, three, four 
of best of, no matter regardless of position, whether they're safeties, corners, linebackers, defensive. Yeah. Who kind of lines up behind Will Anderson if he's the best at the at, at on the defensive side of the ball? Who's kind of that next kind of you know two, three, four guys after him? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I mean, I it, with with clean medicals, you know, Brian Brzee from uh, Clemson would might be in that discussion. I wouldn't quite put him that high. I think he's a good player, um, but we'll we'll leave him to the side for a minute. Um, there's, you know, I, I think people are going to get real excited about Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon, the corner, once he runs a four, three, eight or whatever, it's six foot two, you know, <laughs> he's going to be this year's, you know, unbelievable athlete at that position of need for a lot of teams. And, and I think we'll go very high in the draft, but the guys who I think are, are most likely to be drafted on defense, you know, either before Anderson or immediately after him would be Jalen Carter out of Georgia, obviously. I'm sure everyone there knows his yep. body of work. A little incomplete this season because of the injuries. But, um, you know, outside of the semifinals, when he was healthy, I thought he looked terrific, you know. And, and, he, and he played better in that second half of that of the, of the semifinal game. But, um, you know, it was, you could see that this is an unusual guy. I, I, think he's, yeah, I think he stood out even amongst last year's group that had – Trayvon Walker and, and, you know, and all these other guys. And I, I, I was just sort of blown away when I watched him and, and we'll see great debate for, for between him and Anderson. The next guy that I would say maybe there is, is Tyree Wilson from Texas tech. <laughs> Talk about specimens. I mean, he is, you know, you, you were sort of saying that well, this was like the Greek God of quarterbacks. Like then, then this is, you know, he's Zeus and this is Aries over here. I mean, cause <laughs> Tyree Wilson's pretty darn impressive. Long arms, incredible build. You know, he's just nothing wrong with him physically. Really explosive guy. Got overshadowed a little bit in the Big 12. I think he could end up going, the, you know, somewhere in that top five, six, seven picks. Um, Miles Murphy, too, from Clemson, will test very well and I think go very high. So those are kind of the – that's the, the names right now that make the most sense in that, in that area, I would say. Check out all of his work. Uh, he's can be found on NFL.com and other places. NFL uh, writer, NFL draft analyst, Eric Edholm. Join us here on the waitfor.com hotline. Check him out on his Twitter page as well, at Eric underscore Edholm. Eric, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Uh, good information as always. And listen, we'll be talking, you know, after the Senior Bowl and getting ready for draft because, uh, sure. listen, it, it's uh, – you know, it's Christmas time for, uh, you know, all these mocks and everything like that. So, always appreciate you being on the show. If you don't have a Super Bowl contender, it's always the offseason. So, yeah, this <laughs> yeah, is our time of year. We'll, we'll have fun with it. Thanks, man. Yep, appreciate it, Eric. So, when we get back from the top of the hour, we will get into a Falcons flyover. Could the former coach of the Carolina Panthers be a potential D.C. candidate? Talk about all of that next. Chuck Green, the key is studios. Sports Radio 92 on the game, Odyssey.com app. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. 
Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.